Welcome to another episode of Anatomical Precision. I'm your host, Chris Schlegel, and joining me today... Surprise! Dan White. What? And Glenwood Morris. Alright. So, yeah, who's not here? Uh, Mike the dog. I've taken over. I have usurped the throne, and I am the new host of Anatomical Precision. This, this, is, a first, this is a first ever. First this ever. This is eight. a first ever. <laughs> it is a first ever. Poor Mike just couldn't show up to face me. <laughs> All right. So he, he's too busy winning to have anything important to say. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's on Vassal. Okay, so uh, what's in the news today? Um, currently, the pitch has like 50 more subscribers than Anatomical Precision. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't joking. It's embarrassing how bad we're beating you guys. Um, I don't know. Some new models came out. Captains. Stuff. Nice. Yeah, I think so. So, Glenn, when we're done with uh, this shit show, do you want to jump ship? Come over to the pitch? Be a special guest on a premium podcast with myself and Lance? Yeah. Hey, that sounds great. Let's pencil you in for uh, the weekend of March 23rd, all right? Yeah, and we would be uh, doing a disservice if we didn't also mention on the same weekend, there's Grim Vengeance, an event going on in Long Island. Uh, it's a team tournament. I know there's some people out there looking for teams right now, so if you have a passing interest in that and can get into New York like that, then you should uh, look into going there, too. Yeah. Is Mike going? Yeah, Mike is going there. I don't know what his team is really though, because I've paid very little attention to teams. Yeah, I mean, if you're going, it also just if you don't have a team, like you shouldn't be scared off of a team tournament. Like if nah. there's if there's a pickup team, like it really, unless you're really going there to win first place, in which case you're going to have a team anyway. Um, the 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 metagame strategies of of team picking and everything don't matter that much and really you're still going to get you know your rounds of, of games in so i yeah. uh, should definitely go out and check it out and it's a yeah it's a great way to come up with friends i know coming out of uh, the wtc last year i met my teammates uh owen and jacob like actually at the wtc <laughs> and uh and you scrubbed out hell i'll pay you not to go next year we need to win <laughs> Very first professional guild ball player. I love, right. I love how our threshold for sponsorship is so low. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're paid, you're a professional. That's so by you're, definition. You're making part, or you're making part of your income. <laughs> nice. It's not taxable though, because it's not like over six hundred bucks or some crap like that. Uh, <laughs> no, you'd be lucky to get a nickel from me. Well, uh, as we all know, the uh, giant media bomb of March 1st and all the, uh, you know, the errata, you got all this stuff, like, what is going? what is the metagame going to look like in the coming months? That's yeah. a, that's a very, that's a very big topic, so, uh. So how do, how do we want to approach it? Do we want to approach it what we think is going to be most powerful in the top players' hands? Do we want to predict what we think the Longshanks' results are going to be? Like, how do we want to go at this? I'm I'm pretty sure the pitch's Lazarus project is the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I put a lot of legwork into stealing that list from Bryce and Jamie Perkins. I don't see you coming up with any sweet Mason lists. Because Masons are bad right now. <laughs> we, we can get in... We can we can get more into that in a bit. <laughs> Fine, run and hide. Deflect from the question. Uh, Chris, are you alive? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some battle reports because this show already sucks. I'm really really bored. Um, I can go first. I've got one game into Veteran Boar, uh, and it was with Scalpel Morticians, and um, 
the person I was playing is a very good player, but not a butcher's player. And they, okay, one thing they didn't bring cinnamon because cinnamon's not out yet. And, right. uh, and I think cinnamon really does really change a lot of the calculus on this, uh, to, to a degree. Uh, they also didn't bring boiler. So without those, and they didn't bring, um, veteran brisket either, but nobody's bringing veteran brisket right now. But the point is that he didn't have any thread extensions. And so scalpel was able to, uh, for one, I brought silence and I was able to shut bore out as first activation every turn. And then scalpel was able to push him four inches away and keep her team more than nine inches away. And there was an obstacle that I was able to like exploit in doing that as well. And so basically Boar could never get into my team and I could like chew, chew through basically a squatting and a half each turn and, you know, got eight points and then got a goal. I don't think that is available. That kind of play is available to most teams. And I don't think that it will even be viable for scalpel once you're talking like cinnamon and possibly also boiler. Uh, on the team. So, um, and I can get in. If I was the butcher's player, I would have kicked your butt. I would have brought down Shank, brought down Vet Gutter, and went whack, whack, made you cry. Yeah, yeah. And, and Shank and Shank and Vet Gutter, you know, they're, they are good as well. What, I, what I'm mainly getting at is like some kind of threat extension. Like, because Boar has a very static, yeah, he has a very static nine inch threat. And so mark target from boiler is one of the options you've got right now. Quick time from vet brisket is another option you've got right now. And then when cinnamon gets here, she's to me the clear winner when it comes to like bringing a threat extension. Um, so yeah, I don't need no stinking cinnamon. Listen, I've got the eye of the tiger. I've got raw power. I am a mental genius at this game. All I need is my boy Shank, and I'll make you cry, Uncle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you know it. He's yeah. yeah I think being able to run uh, Captain Shank effectively <laughs> is uh, pretty valuable, especially when you when you throw Roast on there, and so he's making six attacks on a turn. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm not sure Roast makes that team just because there's so there's so many squads you want and there's so little room. Uh, and I think that that's probably arguable. But like that game, what it really came down to was when Shank went in on Silence, he left him on like two HP. Uh, he just like I I was able to death stance up to six when he charged in, and he, he had a bad roll, and then I never missed a shutout. And had any of those things gone the other way. Uh, and I was, you know, I was paying two for my shutouts. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't being greedy. But had any of those things gone the other way, I'm pretty sure it would have just completely fallen apart for me. So, th- Boar is not that big of a deal. Just control him. Uh, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's some control. Certainly obstacles. I think like the the pitch, like the the terrain on the pitch, is going to have a huge effect. Like deciding to kick or receive, uh, if it means getting a really good obstacle to kind of essentially like keep bore on the other side of your team from, uh, that's pretty, that's going to be pretty viable. Um, so I think he's maybe somewhat susceptible to control. I do think he's like way overpowered. I think he's well outside the normal envelope for even a super solo kind of captain. Uh, and I think some teams just don't have real answers at all. Well, so one of the things that's uh, really big about Boar to me is that as we were discussing there, we already had disagreements over, like, what squaddies he could take. And I think he can take just about any butcher squaddies and run them very effectively. Like, the fact that he has his his threat doesn't rely on him activating. He could just sit there the whole game and not activate. Obviously, he won't because he can counterpunch you to hell and back. But I think he's he has a really flexible list for being even just like a relatively unflexible captain on paper, you know? I think you're just a big fear monger. You're chicken littles, both of you. You're just crying. Wah, wah, wah. He's too good. No. <laughs> yeah. Keep laughing it up. I'm going to kick your butt with my Lazarus project. I can control boar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not joking. Lazarus project is OP and will win. <laughs> like, I've heard this whole argument on Strictly the Worst. Are you guys just going to copy everything they say for this whole recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, you guys are better than this. Talk about control. Talk about mitigation. Talk about 
strategies. Yeah. Uh, and even, even if you control him and he had two on him, you only negated two influence. Yes, yes, he could have turned that two influence into a ton of attacks. Absolutely, you've, you've negated a lot of potential damage, but you've only negated two influence. Like, they still got 11 more on the board. Yep. <laughs> Fully loaded murder babies. <laughs> Alright, well that's the first reasonable thing I've heard my whole time being here. Thank you, Glenwood, for giving that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> he, has no, he has no bad choices. Fine. Vet is good. Mm-hmm. But what about his playbook? So, so, right. so like, like, let's talk about that playbook for a minute, because, like, Let's let's take a a model like let's say season three Mallet, because um, to me this Mallet's playbook was the in season three when forceful blow only happened when you chose a damage result. His playbook was the perfect playbook of hard choices, because if you got one hit, it was easy. You took singled out. That's you you just deal with it. But like say you have five hits, what do you take? Do you take singled out? Do you take knockdown? Do you take the four damage? Uh, with a momentous push, you know, and, and right. so, you, so you got a total yeah. of six damage, um, not momentous push. You take the four damage forceful blow. So you get six damage and a push if you want it, which you rarely ever took. Like it was really, really hard to make a decision about what to take. And with boar, it's really, really easy. You disarm, yeah. you disarm them. <laughs> yeah. You take the highest momentous guild ball you can. And maybe you take a knockdown if they have two inch reach and a good disengage, and you're not base to base. Like, yeah, like if 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 you're worried about a counter, you take the knockdown. If you're not, you take the disarm, the best one you've got, and you follow it up. You you know single them out, and then you just like generate tons of momentum. And uh, bah, 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 bah. I'm going to stop you, Glenwood. You've been talking a lot. Uh, Chris, do you have anything to contribute? Uh, I might have his card laying around. Jesus Christ. This is amateur hour. Get your shit together. We're already 11 minutes into the recording. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Glenwood, can you believe this? Yeah. All right. Chris, you ready? Update. I do not have his card. Yeah, that's... That's embarrassing. That's This is a goddamn joke. All right. Well, I'll help you out this time, Dingleberry, but this is the only time... So his second playbook column does one damage and a guild ball result. For guild ball results, it's singled out or stagger. Yeah. 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 Especially he, when it's on a berserk model. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the fact that he has the only like real result that he's going to take that isn't going to result in another attack is the knockdown. Like if that first guild ball result didn't have any damage on it at all, then that would be a hard decision to make. You know, do I do the disarm now? Do I just take pure damage? You know, that's that's a difficult decision. But right now, he, the decisions... Yeah, yeah, this, this is stagger. I've been saying disarm and I meant stagger. Um, but, um, that like, right now, there aren't really any hard decisions to make with him. Like, it's just all good. And, and it's pretty It's pretty just, like, by the book, you know. Do, do the... I just think you guys are overlooking the fact that there's ways to play around that boar. Yeah. It's not just control. Yep. You can also just score three goals faster than he can get six takeouts. It can be done. It has been done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Boar's a big deal right now. Uh, You should definitely be ready for him. I I think Uh, he... in, in, In theory... In theory, I think the answer is the ball. They're be- you ideally you need to not be a shark type where you're really hindered by charmed male, and uh, you really need to make sure you're not a Midas type where you're uh, hindered by like charmed male and unpredictable movement. You know, you gotta like be able to get around both of those things because that's their main ball protecting model. And if and if you can get around brisket, then you know, good news, they can just put it on there. They have to like. They just don't take brisket, and they like put it on gutter or some other four one. Big whoop! You think goal scoring teams can't get the ball from a, a four one model? Oh, it's so hard! I don't know what to do. Four one. Grow mm. up! Anyone who's played gill ball knows how to tackle the ball. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
I guess your argument just kind of falls flat and you're a big idiot. <laughs> if they can get around brisket, then they can get the ball from your team. Butchers have very mopey ball killing skill. Yeah, they have they have reasonable they have reasonable ball kill options. Um, False. They're I mean they're not the best, but there's teams that can get around it. Like so, Yukai uh, can get around it. Fathom in general can get around it. So fish are fine. Navigators are fine. Um, Order can get around it with uh, with ball of light if they're doing like movement shenanigans. It's not super direct, but they can do it. Uh, miners can absolutely get around it. They don't care at all. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of the ball teams can deal with, with a brisket holding the ball. Um, yeah. Ball versus poor of education. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the, yeah, I think the traditional kind of grindy, um, Grindy melee teams are dead. Like prison in general, um, it's just not it's not viable in Devor. Like, oh no, not at all. I don't like, think so because I think he can outfight them regardless mm-hmm. by just launching a missile in and then saying, "Okay, put him in the prison." I dare you because I still can activate. Yeah, your your only your only option is to put granite as the only viable target. Uh, have harmony transfer the damage, trigger between a rock, walk to the edge of melee, counterattack to push him out. And the problem is, is like, just as we said, fully loaded murder babies. Like, as soon as you do that to Boar, well, you've still got to deal with Shank, and now you're between a rock has been burnt. You've still got to deal with Gutter or whoever else is coming in. And so, even if you can use it to negate Boar for, let's be honest, one turn, like, even yeah. Hammer is going to have trouble chewing through him. And deal, and also dealing with the rest of their squaddies. Put away the pacifier and actually fight him. Yeah, Hammer can get there, but he's not taking momentous results to do it. Like he gets there and he's got like one moment at the end because he's taking the four every time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hammer isn't even the only one who can kill him. You can probably kick his butt with a uh, Thresher now. Thresher's buffed. I think that's that's viable, like but essentially alpha striking him, like go with a la- last activation Thresher. Um, I think that that might have some legs. Uh, Thresher was needlessly buffed, so you know, let's <laughs> see, let's see if he can. All right, are we done fear mongering here, Chris? What have you been doing? Tell us something else. Sounds good. Yeah, I've been playing uh, mostly miners versus uh, farmers with my brother, uh, and he's been in. Quite enjoying Thresher. Uh, I I advised it to him because basically it's easy damage and it gets what he wants from the game by being able to score goals sometimes, uh, but also being able to like do damage without like having to think so hard about it. Because he was trying to play smoke before and it was just too much. <laughs> it was just too much for him. Sounds like you and your brother are both just like real tactical geniuses. Oh yeah. Well, since you're afraid of boar and Thresher beats boar, why don't you just play farmers, Chris? I was I was a little sad about his uh the nerf to the range of the aura though, or the size of the aura, I should say. Cuz it used to be a 6, yeah, it's a 4, and I I've, I've always felt very restricted by fours. Oh, poor baby. So he can have bushel, buckwheat, or jack straw within ten inches of the goal and be four inches behind them. I think he's all right. <laughs> so he's I mean, like fifteen he's all plus. Right, but, like, <laughs> but I also don't think that the six would have necessarily broken. You know, I think he'd have been just as okay. I don't, and I don't know. Still that, that, being out overshadowed by. Uh, Thresher into a lot of things. The six is seventeen inches, so he's like what two inches off the deployment line. If he had a six-inch aura, and he would be powering a you know uh, a ten-inch snapshot turret, that might I'm have not, been a I'm little. I'm not worried <laughs> about the like goal side side of things as much as I'm worried about like the lateral passing to the left and right. You know, I think that would have been more interesting on that side of things. Well, if you want to pass and play football, quit dinking around with the farmers. Try out Fishermen. They've got, like, one of the coolest new captains out there. Uh, Yukai, 
is a baller. Yukai is my wet dream. She is everything. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, they, they but... Well. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, we, we should all be cool about that correction, but, um, uh, so... Yeah, it takes time. It's something that, like, a lot of us are still getting used to, you know, so, like, we're all trying our best, you know. So. Yeah. Do you think they are high skill cap with their double scoring? I think it's great. Like, like <laughs> great as in it's very high, or? <laughs> oh, I mean, yes, also very high, but, uh, great. It's, it's good to have that kind of fun in the game. Yeah. To me. So, so I, th- I, I think. I mean, I know, I know it's a, I know it's a, pour one out for my homie shark and I know it's a pour one out for my homie hammer but like man Yukai is just so fun looking <laughs> yeah I, so some haters say it's oppressive nah I think people I I, I don't think mm. I don't think they're oppressive in the season 4 context where like everything is oppressive nearly I I, I got something for this. Okay, so one, I think the four captains we have are, like, Boar is the most obvious. Like, everybody knows what to do with Boar. It's like, it's right on the 10. There's no question about what to do with it. Morn right. is probably the most, like, Morn and Steeljaw are both, like, kind of complex. Like, Steeljaw, like, like it's like there's something there, but it's going to take a while to figure it out. I think Yukai is, like complicated into complex like it's like it's it's kind of obvious but you're not really sure like all of the potential until you get reps in and you see different patterns emerge and that kind of thing um and and yukai and i think this stands for a lot of goal scoring teams i think this this is true about order i think it's very the most true about yukai is that you can make one mistake and lose the game and that's been true in Guild Ball for a while, but for for this one, I feel like it's like you make one mistake and be, you're at like you've only given up four points and you could lose the game. Can be over. I'm, this- I'm not going to dispute that about like goal scoring teams. I think that they're yeah you, they punish mistakes really hard because it's suddenly four more points or eight more points yeah. in this case. But I don't think it's necessarily like bringing a new problem to the table as much it's it, it is a new problem but in that it's not like so brand new that it's not something you were already kind of like practicing in so i, I think it's a, i think it's a little bit different um with yukai uh but i think in general this this push that i'm seeing with pushing the game towards more goal scoring uh less grindy standoffish play Pushing the game towards goal scoring also pushes the game towards variance just because of how goals are binary and passes are binary. And so the thing that you could get out of a list like, say, prison in a pre-bore environment was dependability, like repeatability. You could get, you could get, you know, it was, it did everything it could to mitigate risk. Uh, like, and now we're saying, seeing a, a meta where that's, that general strategy of risk mitigation may may not even be viable. It certainly isn't viable in the forms that it used to take. And what we're seeing now is this push towards much higher variance. So, well, good. It's a lot more cinematic when you're playing uh, fantasy murder soccer if people are actually scoring with the ball, not just a mosh pit in the middle of fight, fight, fight. This push that Steamforge is doing is going to be a positive thing for the game. Games are faster. Oh, no. Now we can actually drink more beer in these long tournaments instead of going to clock every single freaking round. Mm -hmm. And I know people are worried about the pace of the game being unforgiving, but necessity is the mother of invention. People are going to be more creative now. They're going to come up with brand new tactics. The tactics exist. People just haven't discovered them yet. (laughs) Yeah. True, true. I mean, I think everybody's going to get really good at using whatever control elements they have and obstacles to control, like, uh, Boar and his crew. So, like, that's a thing that people didn't, you know, outside of, like, Theron dealing with, like, say, Masons or something, dealing with Hammer, you didn't have a lot of people that were having to be 
super cagey, like I had to bring Goad in their list. Like people weren't saying like, I have to have Goad in my list. Some people brought him and like Harry, Harry was good. You know, if you could bring him in that kind of thing. But like, I think now you're going to be like, you're going to see people saying like, I have to have some control element, whatever it is that my guild has, I have to have it in my list in my 12 at least. And to, to, you know, to your point, are we going to see like, I have to have a close control model. Like if I don't have a close control model, what is the arm three model I have? If I don't have that, you know, what is the highest speed? Yeah. Or beautiful or, you know, something like what are the pieces I have that can keep this ball safe? What are the pieces I have that can keep that thing away from me? Like, you know. um, so I think it's that these are such big questions. These new, uh, captains, especially, and I'll, I will lump Thresher, like the, the newly buffed Thresher in with the new captains as well. These are such big questions that people, if they're not bringing the big question, they're going to have to focus heavily on what answers they're bringing. Uh, and before I thought it was kind of like, you know, people just focus on their game plan and, you know, who can out execute the other one on your game plan. And I think now it's, it gets much more like almost kind of a, uh, sounded out. Well, the word's escaping me, but, um, you know, it's almost a sort of, um, a, a, a bluffing kind of game or not a bluffing game. I, we're going to have to cut this out because I can't even remember nah, what words are. We're good. <laughs> How cute. You think they actually edit on this show? Yeah, it's like a stand, kind of a standoff, maybe. Um, like where it's just like, okay, I've got to have all these tools. Um, See, I'm I'm really know. welcoming these changes to the meta in general because I've been not to like not to be a downer on it, but I've been pretty down on the game for a while because like the season three and the season four meta was getting real stale to me, just having that very like grindy. Gameplay at the top end, you know. You hurt, you wound me. <laughs> hey, we all gotta gotta have our time in the sun, you know. <laughs> Your but time like, in the sun was is, spent making legal dashing illegal. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Um, but Explicitly, I I got mention. I got a mention. I got my five minutes of fame. We're all good. Um, Quit crying. Play miners. They're all about jank. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh j- so, like, jank this, is highly encouraged. This, fit, this fits the bill of what I love about this game more is that there's a lot, like, I think this meta is going to overall be uh, very leaned towards aggressive and uh, positioning, like offensive positioning play where before, to me, it was like, very much about defense and defensive positioning. Mm, I, I don't know. I think I think maybe the ball killing and the like being really cagey around the killer, the killer solo models might might contradict that a bit. Like the, the defensive positioning might be as important. I think your your road to your road to points has to be uh, much more aggressive than it used to be. But I right. think I think the positioning I think is going to be still a, a matter of of. Who you know? Who's the beatdown? The the ever present question in gaming, I think, is even more critical right now. Um, to to recognize you know who it is and and who needs to be offensive and who needs to be defensive. But I don't know. Oh, I think you guys are both wrong. You're missing the point here. This is the new meta. This is the jank meta. Mm-hmm. The Lazarus Project is going to be a top tier list as far as jank goes. Yes, I know. Um, but it's up to you guys to come up with some of your own jank. Now, miners, we talked about them. That's a premium source for jank creation. Uh, the order is Jank City right now. And uh, let's not forget Yukai. Absolutely. And I think it will be even more possible because this meta is going to point out what I think is one of the biggest uh, irritating RNGs in the game right now, which is how erratic scatters are um the fact the fact that that yukai can power angel and fathom to do those eight point uninterrupted activation situations the fact that that's even possible stems from the fact that scatters are wildly erratic and and i think that's a problem i think there should be a little more control i think it should be probably divided by two on the distance but I mean, I think you're sounding a bit like a control freak, Glenwood. All right. It's time to let loose. Roll up your sleeves, untuck your shirt, 
embrace the chaos. That's what I do every game. I have no plan, but with no plan, I cannot be countered. <laughs> quit laughing, Chris. Thought you were about to quit the game because you were feeling sad and mopey. Or have you finally discovered the power of my jank? The power of embracing the chaos. Answer wisely. Okay, first off, I really love the changes they did to the rat catchers. Because Piper really struggled to get momentum off of his first column, you know. And he's attack five, so he's not getting his second column every time. Like, so they really struggled on the momentum game, which really sucked because that if they struggle on the momentum game, then they struggle like countering their own disease too much. And like, it's not a huge deal that your opponent is slightly momentum starved from all their effects. So, because they're just going to outpace you anyway. Not anymore, boy. We got better playbooks and a better pillage. Right. Oh. S. Brisket. S. Brisket says hello. She's sad. Glenwood, put down your toys. We're talking about rats right now. No one cares about that. She may be. That's gross and weird. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite change. Yeah. This is this is the thing that's keeping me alive right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Ball, ball of okay, ball of light. Oh man, ball of light. Ball of light. We were talking about rats. Why the fuck are we moving on to order now? All right, order. <laughs> order was order was cool before, but you needed this token called the ball to do anything that was really cool to do their cool stuff. And the problem is, is when it messes up, you just basically handed your opponents four points. Plus, when you cashed it in for points, then you didn't have you couldn't do the cool stuff anymore. No, no, no. Cut it out. Answer my question. Why are we not talking about rats? And you didn't have really good ways of getting the ball back. Ball of Light just, like, fixes all of that because you have this one kind of throwaway token that you can do all of your cool jank with. Hello, listen to me. To enable you to cash in the four-point, the real ball, like, over and over again. And I will say it is the most exciting guild to me because it is a guild where you can theoretically win the game in three activations. And I will say I am annoyed that you're ignoring me. But since I know you're not going to stop, I'll play along. How do you score? If you kick off with Mist and put four, put you put four on Mist, you put four on uh, Season Spigot, you put five on um, uh, S Brisket, you put the Ball of Light on Season Spigot, you kick off, you get a good scatter. Uh, this they they can get it to somebody who's on their deployment line, uh, but that somebody is either Mist is in cover or that somebody doesn't have close control. Uh, if neither of those are true, it may be dead already. But you see if Miss can get can get to them. If Miss can get to them, go steal a ball, bang it in for a goal. Cool. They kick it back out. They've only had one activation so far. They're kicking it back out to somebody on their line. <laughs> like, okay, so then they get one more activation to try to do something with this ball. If they don't immediately run it to the corner, which is what they should be doing, uh, Season Spigot kicks the ball of light to someone, either Harry or Esbrisket, someone with a reasonable kick. Um, he dodges for free because he's in Hadora. He uses his heroic to have it passed back to him. Uh, he dodges another four inches from that. He's spent one influence so far, and he's moved eight inches. All right, depending on where the ball is, he could potentially get to somebody on that, or he may need to pass it again to get another four-inch dodge. Um, if he can get to somebody... Uh, there's a lot of things that can happen here. Like if he can get to somebody like from, from the eight inches, which is the midline. So if he can, right. if somebody's within nine inches of the midline, chances are they are because they've only had two, <laughs> like two activations at this point. Um, he can potentially steal it off of them. If he takes the ball of light with him, he can actually trigger, um, balls gone and pass the ball of light. Even though he stole the real ball, he can pass the ball of light back to mist. And if he makes that pass, he can actually dodge out of engagement, be completely immune to counterattacks, and bang in a goal. Ooh, ah, I'm so excited. Please, tell me more. I can't hardly wait. Like, and that, that's, that's if Spigot went, Spigot went and, and Mist hadn't gone first. Um, if, if, if Mist is already gone, don't take the ball of light with you. Pass it to get an extra bit of movement and then go. Anyway, 
Um, Season Spigot, as long as somebody has the ball, she root ones it to herself. She passes it to Fangtooth. Heroics it, like not heroics, but uses Potbelly Pass to get it back. Does all those dodges for free. Then Legendaries to get next to Spigot or Mist, who are way deep, uh, and get the dodge uh, that they need. A lot of times she can get within range of them to Legendary off of just hat, pat, hat dodges when passing the Ball of Light. And then she can legendary and then do her movement to get to whoever's got it, steal it, either snapshot it or bang it in herself. Uh, it's possible your opponent has to have really bad scatters or not understand what's happening, but uh, it is possible. It's going to happen to somebody. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. This is that's, actually my that's goal what now. I was, <laughs> that's what I was saying uh, until about the Shark and Fathom two goals in Activation 1. Or not activation one, uh, turn one when you're kicking off. Mm. But now, Chris, have you actually done this, or is this just more like hypothetical nonsense that you hope you can accomplish? Uh, I hadn't pulled it off because I hadn't played navigators at all since uh, getting them. You haven't played them? I thought you were like all in on this new minor guild when they first came out. Quitter. <laughs> Anyways, that is a good jank list. <laughs> Magical Christmas land, yes. <laughs> Flynn would knock it off. That's a serious list. Jank is real, all right? Okay. Frankly, I don't think you're on the same page as Chris and I. I think you need to rethink your playstyles and embrace jank, all right? Mm -hmm. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page now. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the main goal is, like, I've done seven activation... No, I've done, I think, eight, I think eight activation wins. I've done eight activation wins with Honor and Vet, and Vet Harmony. I want to, I want to try to do a turn one win. My, my goal is a turn one win. Yeah, that's the spirit. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. So, uh, continuing on with the minor <laughs> guilds stuff. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go back to Rat Catchers. You completely skipped over them to talk about order. <laughs> right, that that uh detour through Christmas land. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, the uh, Rat King—that's a nice little uh, buff to Squeak. I thought Squeak mm -hmm. was already fine enough, but like I'm, but as I've been saying with all these uh minor balances, and every time it would come up about miners being unbalanced and how uh, they can't be good because they have eight models. Like, well, no. They just have only four models that are exclusive to them, so buffing anything other than those four models buffs their major guild with it. And so we got that part with Collage, who's now very playable in Morts and absolutely the bomb in uh, Rats, because I was already running Collage in most of my teams with Rats, because her damage against dudes is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And now it's even better. Um, and she can flex into goals way better now that her double dodge is accessible. Oh, she's so good now. So all around on the rats changes, I love them. Ditto. Uh, I, for, like, I love them so much that I forget that Piper's Legendary gets buffed to three inch push as well. Like, I've forgotten that every time I think about rats buffs, because all the other things are just so much more important. Yeah. That play that playbook's a big. Uh, 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 uh. Shh, 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 shh. Shut your mouth. Shut you. Shut your mouth. I am the rat catcher's master here. That playbook is a big deal. Yeah. Did you see uh, Nicholas, uh, this guy who won Swedish Nats uh, last year with with rats? He said over the weekend he used Rat King to uh, kill the ball of light and then kick it behind his own goal. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> to steal That's it. such hot tech. <laughs> such <is>. hot tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that this morning. <laughs> that is nice. I forgot all about it. All right, so uh, rat catchers are the order counterpick. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's other guilds that can do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so now that we've talked about rats, uh, let's talk about the Diggy Boys. Miners are fully out oh, on my, the field and are, getting played. Yeah, they they have been played in events. Yes. Yeah. So. Chris, question: Is this going to be your next navigators, the guild you abandon? Dude. All right. So, as some of you, maybe most of you, know, I am a geology major, which means I like to lick rocks. Nerd. 
Um, nice. Don't compliment him for licking rocks, Glenwood. That's weird. And I, so I was saying like years before this that if we ever had miners, I'd go all in on them no matter what their playstyle was because you know it's the closest thing I could do to my profession. Um, and it's certainly closer than any job I'll get in my profession. That's stupid baby logic. I'm a butcher by trade. You don't see me quitting all the fun janky guilds just because I know how to cut a stupid ribeye. Play what you want. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, their goal scoring, their positioning, like, all these things take all the boxes that made me love fish and play fish for three freaking seasons straight before, like, straying onto any other path other than one time. Like, taking brewers to spring <laughs> fling and to one other thing just because they were, at the time, the worst guild and I wanted to snowflake it. So I've I've gotten, at this point, um, I've gotten quite a few games uh, in versus miners uh, being played by Blue Boy Captain, who won Western Nats again. And uh, that team's scary. Uh, that team's incredibly scary and incredibly, in, in capable hands, incredibly powerful. Um, placements, you, you can't lock them down. You just, you can't lock them down at all. Um, so slippery. Between Mule and Shaft, they will get takeouts. Anybody who says they can't, I'm sorry. They're, they're, you're not, you're not, you're, you're wrong. Yeah, you hear that, Gilball, tonight? You're wrong. No takeouts. Uh, and between, <laughs> between those character plays, both, uh, Throw and Lodestone, um, they can get gang ups like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I know it's coming now and it's still hard to avoid. Um, I know what he's going to do. I know he's going to load stone to suck a bunch of his own friends in, or he's going to like, um, throw me into a group of his friends. Like, you know, you know, mules just, I mean, it's basically in the, like, uh, um, like League of Legends, you know, or, or, or Hots, you know, like Di- yeah. Diablo grabs you and just like crowd. suplexes you back into his own crowd. Um, I know it's going to happen. And it's just like, I, what do I do? I can't, I either can't go over there at all. You know, how do I play the game and avoid this kind of stuff? Uh, to me, they're just, they're engineers done right. Um, I think oh, yeah. engineers play rates is going to go way, way down because everybody's just going to play miners. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a crazy idea with miners. On turn one, what if I use uh, Shaft's Legendary, mm. but instead of moving my models forward, <laughs> I move my whole team backwards and hide. Yep, yep. And that's the miners are, have the tools to set it up just uh, perfectly. They're they're real good. Yeah, you said it, man. Miners are really good, and my plan is really good. Mm. Uh, Glenwood, can I get another one of those kissy sound effects? You do it much better than me. Oh, oh that was really good. Thank you. All right, so now I have a uh, a question, or a query, if you will. Uh, Glenwood was talking about how you can get takeouts with the miners. Uh, Gilball tonight said you absolutely cannot get takeouts with the miners. Chris, what's your stance? Navigator takeout game, I find way easier than the miners takeout game, personally. Hmm. Yeah, because they need less gang-ups to turn on the damage. Yeah, there's there's less there's less setups there. Like, right. And I I've I've always favored guilds uh like fish, again, that can all operate on their own. I don't like to do a bunch of setup, you know. So I think that navigators is a lot easier on that aspect. That said, they don't get uh miners don't get shut down instantly <laughs> to like any minor inconvenience. Would you say that they can dig their way out of any problem huh yeah all right serious question navigators were once considered to be the best minor guild is that still true uh to me they're they are possibly the one of the lowest if not the lowest goal scoring team to me just because of how bad their uh matchups are in the blacksmiths and now uh with uh, Brewer's Resilience uh, being able to get past I Spy knockdown thing. Like, that that makes their Brewer's matchup not super worse, but, like, it's worse. Yeah, not that you're going to see them, but their matchup was always bad in the Masons, too. (laughs) 
All right, well, let's move on. Um, Falconers, since we're talking about minor guilds, what do you think? Falconers, they're, uh... Actually, let me answer my own question for you. Gub says they bad. <laughs> the well, people... see, uh, I, I remedied this. I quit Gubs. Yes, yes. <laughs> you see less bad takes that way. Um, uh, Falconers... Falconers in capable hands are just murder people. Like, I mean, it, 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 it's the it's the kind of Ferrari situation, you know. It's like it, as long as you don't go off the road, uh, you're fine. But um, uh, no, um, I mean, John John Clough, Blue Boy Captain, he took him to a event in uh, in Seattle this weekend, and he won that event with them. Uh, he was doing he was doing like well quote unquote quotes with them back when they were at the bottom. You know, in season four, and now it's just the damage is really, really high, but they still are fragile. And so I think people who, you know, are are maybe mid-level or below players are going to try them out and not necessarily have a lot of success because their mistakes get punished so hard. But if you don't make mistakes, you just rip through the opposing team. I mean, who in their right mind is able to play Falconers and not make any mistakes? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just uh, playing the wrong lineup. Is there any auto-includes? Rundus. Rundus? That's how you pronounce his name? I've always been saying Rundas. Kind of like that, uh, that Duhas. Duhas. Lundas. It's more intimidating that way, Glenwood. You should try it. Rundas. Lundas. It's intimidating. I, I question that. Well, you, sir, are a fool. And you know what else? I agree with Gubs. I question, like, a 90th percentile player, I think, is going to do a lot with them. Um, below that, I, I, this is why I think your your Longshanks results aren't going to appropriately convey their power level. Because Longshanks is going to be, you know, it's, it's everybody. And so I think they're... they're the, they, their mistakes get punished so hard that you've got you've to get to that, to that kind of higher level to, to do well with them. Here's what I think of that take. Mm-hmm. Falconers got better, sure, but they're no rat catchers. Yeah, I think the difference there is going to be very large. If rat catchers are S tier, Falconers are somewhere around a D plus. That's that. That would be my estimation. Okay, cool. We agree. Chris, what are your thoughts? I have to really like look into them. Uh, I didn't care. Open your eyes. Right, like I didn't. Everybody was on the whole like Falconers are bad into killing teams last season, and I was also in on Falconers are really bad into ball teams, and I'm not sure that they fixed the ball teams one. So I think they're going to suffer from the increased strength of the ball game due to just like uh, farmers are going to suffer for that just from metagame picks, you know. Because they don't have, like, any good way of killing the ball other than distance. That's a good point, Chris. Never thought I'd say this, but I agree with you. <laughs> All right, so are we, like, done here? I want to go get burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I was thinking, um, how about Taco Bell? Right. Or, ooh, I almost forgot, Taco John's, their meat and potato burrito. Oh, my God, they stuff, like, freaking Frito-Olays inside the burrito. It is... Heaven in your mouth. That's fine. That's fine? That's fine? You don't sound very excited to go to Taco John's with me. Alright, fine. Forget it. We can keep talking about Guild Ball. Chris, tell me more about the Falconers. Well, the the they're, they're one of the only teams in the previous season where I didn't What's it called? Uh, you know, first activation of turn two one against a player of reasonable skill who like understands ball killing, and like air airmail, it's better at doing a snapshot. I think they'll do do real dang good at uh getting six points in an activation because of Devana snapshotting through the uh Icaros and killing a person first. But I don't. I don't see it as like being significantly harder at killing the ball because 
you know, it what it's not that big of a deal in terms of uh it didn't like increase the distance of airmail unless I'm mistaken. Like it's still a ten inch. But now you have to actually succeed on the pass as well. It's twelve inch, isn't it? No, it's ten. But it's an actual pass. Which right. means you can pass and move. That's a big that's a big deal for disengaging her. Like if she wants to play a KG ranged game, right. death from above, you know, kind of stuff, like she can she can do it and get away. So I think best case scenario it's better. Worst case scenario it's much worse. Yeah. If you miss that pass, Chris quit being a dingleberry. No one used that play at all before it became a pass. The pass is legit. Yeah. Yeah, the pass is just potential. I There's so much many more options. Because I think, I, I think so. Like, so like, I I find that one of the best places to kill the ball is in your opponent's deployment zone. Because it's harder to for them to run the ball from there over to your goal. Chris, that's stupid. All right, you don't just kill the ball now. The whole thing with airmail is now you can get snapshot goals. Quit being dumb. Um, all right, guys, it's been kind of a long time, and I'm really sick of this podcast. Let's wrap it up. Everyone, take your turns and tell us what your, I don't know, your top three guilds are post errata and post the new captains. Glenwood, start us off. Uh, oh, definitely butchers. Like, I, I wish it was a more controversial. <laughs> um, decision for me, but uh, to me, it's 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 butchers hands down. Uh, I think I think Fisher second, Farmers third, but butchers lame. Chris, how about you? Uh, yeah, I wish I could disagree. I'm saying butchers, uh, miners, and fish. But I guess since miners weren't yeah, Nerada, yeah, uh, <laughs> or new captains, like no, nah, it's all right, Chris. I'll forgive you. Miners are miners should be in there. Uh, my number one is the Lazarus Project, a.k.a. Morn. Uh, number two is Miners. And number three, I'm going to give it up to my homeboys, the Ratcatchers. All right, let me give you an easier question, a real softball that even dum-dums like you can get right. Uh, who's the winner from all this? What what improved the most? I'm, I, I will say Miner Guilds. Yeah, not existing. Most improved <laughs> does exist. Just look how improved I am. I'm like that <laughs> most improved award. I've, I have manifested. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, guys, let's not get too excited. That was a softball question. There was no way you could get it wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, I guess final question, even though you two dum-dums will definitely get this one wrong. Who is the biggest loser? Glenwood. <laughs> biggest loser. Uh, it, it's 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 Masons right now. Wrong. Um, so we lost. We had already lost it due to a quote unquote rules clarification, which really just <laughs> injected words into the rule book. But I won't go any further there. Um, we lost the ability to for vet harmony to soak uh, a massive amount of damage. Um, usually due to like an AOE character play, something like sweeping charge or like something like sledge hitting somebody for eight. Um, before vet harmony could soak it with team player. And if she was on one, she would just, you know, take all of it and then she'd, she'd get taken out. And it was, it was worth it a lot of times. Cause you could save like two, like either an important squatty or even potentially two like captain or squatty, you know, teammates. Now all of the, uh, all of the damage that she can't absorb herself gets passed back. Uh, so, yeah. Jeez, not only is your answer wrong, but it's like totally end of times hyperbolic crying. That harmony got fixed. She's now not stupid. The rules make sense. Come on. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm not saying this is why they're they're bad right now. Like this is absolutely not why they're bad. Um. So, so that yeah, they got a nerf, which was. Okay, weird. I thought it was an interesting rules interaction, but other people, yeah, it probably caused enough stress with like TOs and, and judges and stuff that they wanted to just like make it really explicit and not have everybody learn exactly when takeout happens. Um, but 
for me, Masons are bad because the context has changed. The meta has changed. There are people that they cannot face tank, and they do not have a good enough ball game to go around them. And that's Vet Boar is the main the main one there. Um, and you know, there's Vet Boar. There's all these other goal scorers, scoring teams. I think Masons do a, a reasonable to above average job at killing the ball. Uh, and so I think they can deal with 3-0 teams quite well, and I think they have good tool set to do that. You, you throw out Hammer, you throw out O-Chisel, they go nuts. The rest of your team's just, like, con- concentrates on killing the ball, and you you, know, you bring Mallet, smash some yeah, shins. Snake skin's awesome. Snakeskin, Flint, and Wrecker together are a really good ball sk- kill trio, and then you have Mallet for smash shins and uh, single-out setups, and you have O-Chisel and Hammer to kill people. I think they do deal with 3-0 teams just fine. They cannot deal with that boar. And Vet Boar is going to be extremely popular. All right. First off, I'm pretty positive, having never played Masons, that if you give that team to me, I'll crush Vet Boar. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Second of all, there's like 16 different guilds now. Just dodge it. You're not going to see Vet Boar every round. Right. I mean, it can, it Just can happen. Just dodge the boars. I, I, yeah. I, hey, at second wind, I, I made it all the way through without ever having to face a, a Mortician's player. So <laughs> it, can, it can happen. But it can happen the other way. I'm pretty sure I played like three alchemists at second wind as rats. Ooh, <laughs> rough, rough time. Rough I think time. I beat them all, but like, holy crap, it was not a good time. So, you stole my rat catcher's bag, you scumbag. Yeah, the other the other thing I'll point out for Masons is um, Thresher used to be like a, I would say kind of a natural predator of Masons, and his playbook changes kind of really helped fix that. And then the the popular Thresher list and like you know Tater getting kind of nerfed, and the, the popular Thresher list being that kind of nine influence list where you take Wendell and stuff. Like Wrecker could like dunk all over that thing with like pushes and running over harvest markers and all of that. But those changes to Thresher really, in my mind, change the dynamics of that matchup again. And so now you've got to worry about not just Vet Boar, but you've really got to worry about Thresher, too. All right, Chris. I think Glenwood's gotten his answer wrong. It's time for you to get your answer wrong. Who is the biggest loser? I'm thinking real hard on this one, because I lost that I lost that question for a minute there. Um, biggest loser... Yeah, come back to me after you go. All right. I guess I got to do everything. Jeez. Yep. Well, Glenwood actually already gave the answer to this, although he didn't know it at the time. But the biggest loser is engineers. The reason they are the biggest loser is because now that miners are out, who in the hell would want to play engineers? Miners are so good. They're just strictly better engineers. Boom. Mic drop. Yep. (laughs) All right, Chris, back to you. No more playing patty cake. Gotta be a big boy. Give us an answer. Who is the biggest loser? All right. Ready for some really hot, controversial takes here? Go for it. All right. Biggest loser, farmers. You are so unbelievably dumb. So while they got all these buffs, especially the Thresher and everything, the fact that ball teams are rising in the meta throws a real wrench at them. I want to throw a wrench at you. This is so stupid. Like, have you not seen how good new Thresher is? He is the terror of the town. Everyone's talking about him. Thresher got buffed. You are so, so dumb. He might, but he hasn't been able to against miners. And those guys are real yeah. pop- going to be real popular. Yeah. And I have I know this because, like I said, me and my brother have pretty much been exclusively playing farmers and miners right now. Their best ways to kill the ball is jackstraw uh, just by distance and bushel. And those are like, while the while bushel is fairly good and jackstraw is fairly like maybe vanilla at best in terms of how good he kills the ball, yeah. Like that, I don't think that's enough to like really stop the meta. Yeah, their their ball kills real bad. Who cares if their ball killing is real bad? They're still like in the top three 
maybe even top two of best offensive fighting teams in the game. That alone makes it so they can never be the biggest loser. They're always going to just crush the other mid-tier fighting teams. Chris, your ideas are just awful. Your opinions on the game are really bad. Are you done? Do you have any more shit? Oh, I got plenty. So, uh, 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 not so fast. It was a rhetorical question, dum dum. I am done listening to your nonsense. Go straight to listener questions, please. Uh, okay. So, is the all audio quality going to be the set to a new standard? Um, we're missing Mike, so yes, may- <laughs> maybe. I did realize I wasn't quite speaking directly into my microphone. For the first we'll like right. half hour, but maybe you, you got you got plenty of volume compared to Mike. All right, um, is the number one task for non butchers players to come up with a plan with dealing with vet four? Yeah. Uh, no, that is not correct. The answer is you need to find a way to beat the Lazarus Project. Morin is OP, and I have unlocked her. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the best board game? And if Glenwood says Power Grid, he officially endorses capitalism. Oh, I hate this trap. Um, so I, I do. I do love me some Power Grid. And as I stated in the channel, um, you know, Power Grid is uh, is you know, there's always competition. Uh, nobody has regulatory capture. Um, nobody's ever able to price gouge consumers. So it's not really, doesn't really reflect the capitalism that we live under today. Um, to, like, which is very late stage. But, uh, anyway, um, well, I love Power Grid. I also really also love this game called, um, Crowning Kingdom, uh, which is a really quick, like, uh, kind of token moving around a, a pie plate kind of, uh, game. Um, that I won't try to describe, but it's like $17 on Amazon and you can play it with two to four players and it scales really well for all three of those levels. And, uh, uh, gold is a finite resource. That is the tip I will give you, uh, if you play that game, but it's called crowning kingdom and I, I like it a lot. All right. For me, I'm right now. My new hotness is root. I finally got to pick that up. It's super fun, super cute artwork. I'm a sucker for art. Uh, yeah, I don't really do board games, but I do play tabletop RPGs. I have been, uh, editing a little known D&D podcast called Little Realms. Probably one of the best new shows out there. It's fucking amazing. Nice. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) Oh, are you both fans of my work? Have you heard of it? Yeah, Yeah. I've heard it's like reasonable strategy wise adult wise yeah it's it's um, you, you can introduce it to new people really easily too oh thanks guys little realms it's almost as good as the pitch yeah, it is it <laughs> is so uh here's one really good one uh now that the gear, there are guilds who may legitimately change their rosters in ways that may that massively impacts their matchup spread i.e. swapping their captain choice, is it a legitimate thing to conceal what guild you're playing or what your 12 will be for as long as possible? Basically, uh, I think the crux of this is, is the metagame rock, paper, scissory enough to make a big deal about hiding your choice? Um, do you mark yourself as, you know, no guild selected in Longshanks before an event? Do you mark yourself as a guild you know you're not going to play to purposely like spread disinformation, like so other people can't plan for what's going to be there? Do you show up at the event and like put your entire roster on your tray uh, so that people don't know what captain you're captain you're leaving behind and they don't know like which squaddies you're bringing? Um, like you know, all these are all like pieces of controlling information or controlling a narrative that you can you even put like you know I've heard certainly about in like war machine people doing stuff like pulling out armies that are not even the army they're going to play, you know, before the event, like to just like, dis- you know, this is like, you know, uh, just massive disinformation campaign, you know, but like, uh, is it, is it, I mean, I look at, I look at what people are registered for. I look at what kind of guilds I'm about to go up against. I, I do. I know it can change, but I still look at it because I think most people aren't, 
Like our competitive meta is not at the stage where we're doing that kind of stuff. Are we going to move there? I think is the question. And I think, uh, it's likely that we probably slowly do. Um, I really, personally, I really hope we don't just cause I do not like metagames. Oh man, metagames are so much fun. I hate metagames, man. If I, if I wanted to play a metagame, I'd be playing Pokemon right now. What? Uh, what? I think what you're saying is more and less true at different states of the game. I think in, like, late Season 3, it was very true. It was just execution. Like, the, the metagame was extremely established. There wasn't any, like, really big skew gotchas or anything like that. Like, it was just go with the thing you're best at, execute the best you can. You know, certainly there's better and worse guilds to take, but, like, you're not going to, like, catch people out with a rogue strat, you know, kind of thing. Um, the, the closest things we ever saw to those kind of rogue strats was, like, really, in Season 3, it was when, like, Anvil captained, uh, yeah, when, when that when that came up, like, both both in, in Britain and over here. And then in the beginning of Season 4, the most rogue strats we saw were probably Sumo and maybe Prison. Like, you know, like, because that, that kind of, you know, caught some people off guard, at least. But... We are now at a current state of the game where there are extreme skews. I don't think it's I don't think it's hyperbole to say that that veteran bore is an extreme skew. And so knowing if people are bringing veteran bore, I think definitely probably should affect your eve if not guild decision what what 12 you're bringing. So for me I'm saying like yeah, it would benefit you to conceal it because I think Season 4.1 is the closest to a metagame we've ever had in this game. In terms of like rock, paper, having, scissors, a, having yeah. hard counter rock, paper, scissors stuff. I think it's the closest we've ever had in this game. Because yeah, usually there's like one straight top dog who doesn't have a counter who's anywhere lower. I agree. And it, and it might... Um, yeah. But I think that each of those rocks, papers, and scissors, for lack of better term, are on such opposite like ends of the spectrum that they require completely uh, nearly opposite skills in a way. Like being good as a murder ball player is—it's going to help. You know, you're you're a skilled player. You know what's doing, but you're not necessarily going to be skilled as a ball scoring aggressive player, you know? So I don't think that concealing the information will meaningfully conceal which side of the spectrum you're playing because I think that, like, it, it'll it take an upper echelon player who gets tons of games a week to actually be able to exploit that metagame. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I think if I holy crap, are we still on this question, guys? I'm really bored. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all for listening, and have a good night. It's been good. Later. It's been real. It's been fun, but it has not been real fun. Uh.